just let it count it off. Welcome back to Stormwatch Homebrew. I am singer-songwriter Brandon S. Boker. In this episode, DM Joe Ross and I move from the table to the couch to talk about how we rather recently began tabletop RPG. More importantly, we discuss the origin of our characters, the beginnings of our campaign, and in detail, the first arc of our adventures. Oh, and we have a theme by our very own James Ross. It's called Stormwatch Homebrew, and this is Stormwatch Homebrew, Episode 3, The Adventure So Far, Part 1. Okay, we're recording. (laughs) It's happening. <laughs> it's um, all happening. So I think with this episode, we kind of wanted to talk about how we, I guess, maybe got involved with this in the first place and then give a little backstory. I don't know if this will be one episode or two episodes or what it'll be, but... They usually go longer than you expect. Yeah, that's but, true. Yeah. But we're usually doing stuff at the table. <laughs> right. Instead of sleeping on the couch. Right. Yeah, so, on the couch. so now uh, this is Joe Ross and with I, me... I am uh, Brandon S. Boker, singer-songwriter Brandon S. Boker. Yeah, uh, we're hanging out at your place on this nice leather couch, mm-hmm. and um, we I, I know the first episode we kind of just jumped into It's a the, bit weather-beaten, really. It is. It is. It's got a little little tear there, but it's, I don't know, it's nice. I like it. It's comfy. It is super comfy. But yeah, I, th- I think we just kind of jumped into the story, and you gave a little bit of background, but maybe we should talk about how how the story happened so far, I guess. Well, we know what happened in episode one. Right. Which was the encounter with Thaddeus. Thaddeus Poor. Yes. <laughs> Thaddeus Poor. Yeah. Episode two hasn't, we haven't put that out yet. Right. But that's called Benderhob. Yeah. Benderhob episode two. And this is, this will be technically episode three. This is episode three. So, but going back to episode Negative. <laughs> negative one. Negative one. Point to um, seven. Which won't be just a bunch of people Let's meowing. just go back to Halloween. Yeah. So I, I was over at... Uh, James Ross is my brother. And I was over at his house to... Um, I don't know, for Halloween festivities. And he's, he's a Lupin fighter. He's the Lupin fighter. Yeah. And you guys came by. Um, and we... I don't know. We were talking about... I was talking about playing... Charlie was trick-or-treating. Yeah. She, she yeah. was dressed in a... She was wearing an Elsa dress. Yeah. Charlie's your daughter. And she was... We were hanging out. Right, yeah. Because James' neighborhood is the neighborhood for trick-or-treating. Tr- trick it is. It's the cul-de-sac. I think they the just cul-de-sac. kind of they, they trick-or-treat all around the neighborhood and then just kind of culminate at, at that little intersection there, I guess. But I, I was I was talking about playing uh, Dungeons & Dragons because I just started, I guess, about uh, getting close to a year now um, with our friends Zach and Heidi. and We haven't met them yet. Yeah, yeah. They're well, the uh, you tief- that? tiefling bard and the um, half orc rogue, yeah, respectively. Right. Yeah. So they uh, they do a, a little thing. It's it's pretty much on a monthly basis called uh, Dinner and Dragons. So we eat dinner and then we play Dungeons and Dragons together. And, Mazes and mutants. Yeah. <laughs> 
And in that car- in that uh, game, I am uh, Bing Bong, a it's <laughs> the worst thing a, ever. Yeah, halfling halfling uh, barbarian. So I have this. You know, if your name is Bing Bong and you're not some sort of monkey, then there's something wrong with you. <laughs> I guess. But yeah, he's just a little halfling carrying around a giant axe, which is fun. Um, and he's he's angry, but somewhat uh, suave with the ladies, which is the opposite of me. It's, yeah. it's strange to play someone that's opposite me completely um except for the axe part which i do carry around that's true um so we were talking about it and i was you know with james and and i was telling you about it too and you said what like yeah i mean i think i said it's sort of was always something i think what i said was i'll play because you (laughs) you said yeah i'd kind of like to start a game but i don't really know i'm like i'll play um because I'm sure I said that then, but it's always been one of those things that I thought was cool and that I would like to do, but didn't really know anyone that I was super close with that I didn't really have an in, right? And it seems a daunting thing yeah, with rules and worlds and information. Yeah, I think... I got, if you do it, you're sort of in that clique of people who know about it. And if you don't do it, then you have no idea what it seems, like I said. Just or where to start of, even, right? Right, I mean, exactly. Yeah. So that's I was like, hey, if you, you know, I'll show up. I'll yeah. try it. Yeah. And I think even, I don't know, I've never played any other editions of Dungeons & Dragons, but this particular edition I think is supposed to be one of the most accessible. But when you look across the table at the DM and they have three giant books or maybe more, and they're they're... they're even still, yeah, daunting, right? Yeah, yeah. I just thought, geez, oh, Pete, I, I could never figure this out. But. It just seemed not easily accessible. Yeah, yeah. And so I think them having me over and creating a character for me ahead of time and and just uh, helping me through and just having some great friends to introduce me to the game. Um, you had your in. Yeah, that was, that was super helpful. So I, the creative writing aspect of it really appealed to me just because i haven't had an outlet for that which is funny didn't you skip english in high school <laughs> well on occasion i would <laughs> i i did skip I, yeah I you went, did what you wanted I went, to do, basically i, went, I, went I mean we all did i guess yeah, but... ap english but uh on occasion i would i would leave english class and and i have a degree in that yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> and i don't really do much right i mean i do some very little writing but yeah but i feel like you... what i contribute to the writing is, is solid yeah, you do. Yeah, it is great. Yeah, the four paragraphs I've written, <laughs> they're great. Really like hammering them home. They're great. So yeah, we I think we decided to play, and it was uh, originally just you and James and, and myself at James's big table at in James's his, giant, in his living room, yeah, giant or table, whatever that room is. Yeah, dining. I think it's a dining room. room. Yeah, technically, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Dining rooms. I forgot yeah. that's a thing. Yeah, people have. I don't have a dining room. People have separate rooms for things that they do. <laughs> yeah. I've always I, I dine, but it's more in or the kitchen folks, or in front of the TV. If you're ladies of a certain age, you might have rooms that no one goes into that yeah. are just for display right. purposes. Yeah, a living room that no one lives in. <laughs> That's right. No but, living happens here. Yeah. No one touches these pillows, <laughs> but they always look comfy from afar. Right. So I think we decided, yeah, let's do this. Um, so I, I, you guys told me kind of what characters you wanted, so I created the character sheets for you guys. And you decided on you wanted to be an elf wizard, mm-hmm. so you went with a wood elf wizard. And I don't. Rem- you were just like, "What do you want to be?" Like you texted us in the yeah. middle of the after, like on a Wednesday at six p.m. And yeah. like I don't know, I'll be an elf wizard. Yeah, my name will be Alexandretta Blue Shade. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. 
And it sounded cool, so I... Because every game, I'm always the girl. <laughs> Do what you will with yeah. that. Sophia. And, uh, yeah, Sophia. I... Then I had to go, I had to watch like 20 YouTube videos on how to make, <laughs> how to make characters. Yeah, and then, it's, it's like, you can't, it doesn't, it's like whatever, and not just you, but like, me too, like, you, you watch 15 videos and you still sort of bungle it a little bit. <laughs> so like, two weeks later, three, like six weeks later, you're, you're sort of like cleaning up some of the things that you yeah, like yeah. forgot. We had to go back, I think with the first time you guys leveled up, we had to go back and go, oh Adjust wait. Adjust some stuff. That is no, that totally wrong. Actually, yeah. That's right. Um. So yeah, you said that, which was which is an actual class, and I, and it was able a little easier to create, uh, although I still did not do it flawlessly. And then uh, James says he wants to be a, a Lupin fighter, which, which doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. <laughs> so uh, I don't even remember where did you was it a werewolf? Where did you get his? Uh, I stats? found I found like some old homebrew stats that someone had made um, based on D anD D. Or yeah, yeah, that was a. I think it was like three point five or something like that. So that's the point. It's not. We're not. We're close. Yeah. So I ended up doing. I, I took a couple of things from that, and the rest of his stats are really a half orc. Because so we're ho- we're homebrewing it. That's yeah. what I was saying. Like yeah. we're, it's we're not. Ex- it, we're borrowing. We we try to get as close as we can because D yeah. because the the. Stats are there and they're easily easily accessible. Yeah, and the, it's Hit really well and balanced. Um, and <clears throat> so, so yeah, I use all the t- when I'm making things, I, I use you know all the books. And right. I, I use. Um, but the world is made up. The characters are made up. Even yeah. uh, even James is, is a, a character yeah. class that doesn't exist. Yeah, and I think that's in a way kind of the beauty of the game. He basically just operates as a wolf man, though. He does. Right. Yeah. Like he's. Yeah. Yeah. I, think I always I, call him a dog. Like yeah. I'm constantly talking about how he smells. And, <laughs> right. She sleeps in the floor. Yeah, I think in the last episode too, he said, "Don't I smell like lavender?" And at one point yeah. he did, but he he, had, he was freshly said, bathed. He I mostly smell like wet dog. Yeah, because <laughs> we hang out a lot. I think right. that's that's yeah. we've been hanging out for at least since mid year last year when I crossed the the something. river the, the the river, the river or the Dansk. mountain. I don't I don't recall the river the, Dansk. Yeah, at mid year. Yeah, from the previous year, Caliandra. But I that's believe. been a while since that that was pinned. So yeah. Um, so then I, th- I think we decided, okay, let's, where do we start? And, um, I think it's kind of funny because I, I had asked you to create, when I said a, a scene, I think you meant you created an encounter, um, or gave a suggestion oh, yeah, yeah. for an So encounter. you just said, what, what should we, how should we start or where yeah. do you want to start? Yeah, where what do you I did was, start? and I, I don't remember if I had... I'm trying to remember if I had started already because I've always, again, like terrain especially mm-hmm. had been something that I've always been into. Like even just from like way far away, like looking at, at Warhammer stuff and being like, that's pretty. Like, wow, yeah. that's cool. But like having no, and even still, I have no idea how Warhammer works or, you know, like it just, it seems exactly like this did before, like just sort of way out out of out of touch, you know, like way... Um, impossible to get wrap your head around but um so terrain is always so i, I think at some point terrainscapes for sure has been something and, and he um his name is mike and he's from the northeast somewhere and he just built some of the most ridiculous mostly boards game boards yeah um, but he will spend literally years obsessing over the tiniest little minute details and building it from scratch and so i mean i've watched him for three or four years now for like a long time. So I'd always kind of been into to that sort of side of the gaming. And 
I can't remember exactly when I started, but I think it was when you said, hey, what sort of campaigns? So I just said, where should we start? Hanker and Fernail from <laughs> yeah. Dun- from Drunkens and Dragons was the first guy that popped up, and, and we started basically with the Moloch, his, his Prisoners of Moloch <laughs> uh, campaign, and he's still doing that uh, now. But, I mean, that guy, as far as just sort of... I mean, he's super diversified. He's doing that whole... We've used some of his index card RPG yeah. uh, printouts. And he does a lot of um, work for uh, software companies that develop games and stuff like that. But he's just sort of making tangible, like, this... Like, making... Like, shrinking the scope of D&D down to something that you can consume mm-hmm. for, like, a person that doesn't really know what they're doing. That's really invaluable. Yeah. I mean, that is really why why I felt like I think we could do this. You know, yeah. like it just like and Moloch was a, that that little encounter which we played. I mean, you changed it up after that first you know, the basic uh idea was there yeah. and you kind of built your own uh traps or your your own sort of dungeon around that that encounter, but um that prisoners of Moloch, it's just the perfect place to start. It's yeah. just the perfect place to start. It was a fun place to start and the funny part was is I didn't know that you were going to go that involved in my mind. You were sent. You were just drawing a forest, right? <laughs> like so. That's funny. I said, "Oh, oh, he, he's I'm okay." Like, Here's 17 pages yeah. on exactly where <laughs> right. we need to go yeah. and what the dungeon looks like and who's in it. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know I you had written that. Overachieved on that. That's one, all right, but it was still fun. You know, I was like, "Oh, okay." He he took it this far because I'd also written all this, you know, all these ideas down, and I think that was kind of, you know, I spent a lot of time writing that beginning part because, like, how do you right? you don't know where these what these people are going to do and where they're going to go and these guys have never played before so have no clue what they're going to do so I think that's probably cool as a DM because you even now like you know who we are and you probably know what we're going to do and me like every single time like in episode one I'm like oh we better watch out for rope traps we spring a rope trap like yeah. I call everything like yeah. right before but I don't I don't know for sure I just assume the worst and then the worst <laughs> happens it happens every time there's probably a dagger there yeah. there's a dagger there yeah. uh, but like it's probably really cool to to build a room and to build an encounter and then to like set your your people free in it and let like see what they do see where they, they do. go see if they find something that you didn't expect them to find or like are they you just know, you have to make... And then you sort of have to, I guess, like make it up as you go. Right? Yeah. So, so like we're we've left your board and we're somewhere else, and you kind of <laughs> yeah. like okay, over here is you know a yeah. cul-de-sac, and <laughs> and I think you know that's something you know while we're talking about people that are inspiring for us in the game, um, I think uh, you know I, I've looked at what I use a lot is I, I use printable heroes uh, online, and uh, that you know even that last campaign or last kind of like encounter that we did. Um, basically just that, that idea came from looking at printable heroes and, and seeing um, a character, uh, which was like the, you know, a, uh, a were toad in this case, uh, not to give too many spoilers about the next episode or actually, I, I guess on this point you've, you've already heard about this will be after that. Yeah. You've I heard can. about the were toad at this point. So, um, yeah, that's you just seeing that character was what inspired that whole Also the name of the episode is Banderhob. Banderhob. So, you know, spoiler alert. Um I don't know why it's fun to say Banderhob like that. Because it's amazing. Yeah. So looking at printable heroes and then also um 
this guy named Ross. And his stuff is really, really good. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, Did you, you didn't start doing that immediately, though. No, no. Um, but I, I was looking at it because yeah, he had a bunch of freebie stuff and just seeing some of those. Was, there a, was that a deterrent? So you, you like the printed minis. Of course, all of us sort of had some, like I said, I was into to terrain already. So I had some little bits and each of us brought a few little bits, but then when we knew we were going to start playing or at least after that first week or so, like actually I'd already been into bones, like most of the Reaper bones that I had, which are great little resin. I think they're resin soft plastic minis. Um, I already had a bunch of those from the previous two years, just going to the rusty scabbard and, and the, you know, going to the local gaming store and, and be like, um, I probably need a beer wench. I don't know why, <laughs> I'm not playing any sort of games with it. Like I just <laughs> need, you know, a bag with a with an owl bear in it and a, you know, right, whatever. Because who doesn't need an owl bear? Exactly. But uh, I feel like maybe that could be a deterrent. Maybe that could be a deterrent. To, did, did you did you think that was you're like I don't really know because it's it was like six weeks before you started getting into the paper minis and yeah it, it was I mean I, I know we needed something for encounters and we you know it's funny I I bought uh, like a Warhammer starter set that's right the Ratman yeah the, yeah the Skaven, Skaven. Uh, so that was like five years ago yeah yeah so I, I bought that a long time ago but <laughs> so the, isn't it funny how long the seeds have been yeah. like uh, <laughs> uh, what is that word Ger- 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 germinating thank you the um, seeds had been there for so long it yes just took a long time for the the roots to Take hold. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that and then um, Two Minute Tabletop was the other one mm. um, that I really liked. Uh, Ross does these beautiful maps that are printable. Um, and seeing some of those. They're really and, nice. Yeah, yeah. Using those for encounters is, is Excellent great. cross-hatching. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah. awesome. They're very clean. Yeah, super plexi. clean. Plexi. We'll get some plexi. Yeah, we will. For next time. Yeah. This is the, they, <laughs> they fold up a little bit when I print them on my printer. And they are lovely. Yeah, they're those, awesome. Those and and the, uh, the the minis. Yeah, they're great too. Yeah, so kind of like I think we both kind of dig the stuff that comes along with it, or the stuff you can use. Yes, Whereas in the other game, it's completely different. We very rarely use miniatures. Very rarely use a tray. Really? Yeah, it's all. It's, Do you have character minis? Um, yeah, I have an old, you know, mage knight guy that I, yeah. you know, is my character, and they they've used what's his name um, again? Uh, Bing Bong. Bing Bong. <laughs> Which is a, that's from a community episode. That's, yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyways, we had all these pieces flying around and uh, you were into terrain. I think James, you know, likes building terrain too. So this is, it's kind of a. So an, we've learned. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this is very different than the other game I played, but that's also one of the cool parts about it is like whatever uh, parts that you enjoy, you can really incorporate those into this game. Um, so all that being said, you know, there are lots of different interests kind of, kind of. Um, right you know, stew around in one pot, but that's, what's great about homebrew. Yeah. 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 So. And what, what I slash we did not know before. Yeah. That makes the game so accessible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are plenty of middle schoolers that know this already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? We could have been, we like, could have been playing this a long time ago. Uh, you just, you just make it up as you go. Yeah. I mean, you roughly follow the, you know, you use the stats and the math, and then the rest, you just go where you want to go. You don't have to go to the, you know, Ferndale Caverns or whatever the whatever the book, whatever yeah. the story in the book is. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. So all that being said, so we, we decided we get, we get together one night, um, and we start off with <laughs> – the funny part was is that I when I wrote down uh, – I didn't write down Moloch or Mo, – I wrote down Morak. 
Morak. Yeah. So M O R A K. So you, I hate him either way. Uh, you as Alexandretta and James as Graydon start off in this uh, very uh, giant cavern, and you're inside of some cages. There's another gentleman across the way, and and these suspended. Uh, cages and uh, you're, you're, you turn around and you see some ghouls that are carrying someone that's screaming and they kind of toss them off this bridge right. and, and into in, some In Hank and Fernale's, uh Prisoners of Moloch campaign, it was a gelatinous cube that was down there and they were, okay. they were tossing people into the gelatinous cube. Yeah. I thought that was a little far ahead of like the sort of like uh, low fantasy dungeon crawl that yeah. we would want. Yeah. So... I just made it a crevasse. Yeah. You know, so just, it's just, just a big hole with yeah. nothing. Yeah, and there's like a little bridge that goes across it. So you guys are in these cages. There's another guy, um, some bones laying around, and you, you're watching these ghouls toss these bodies, these screaming people, uh, into the, the crevasse. And at that point, you guys decided to do what? We, I can't remember. We, we didn't have anything on us. Right. We were clad in rags. We, yeah, I I can't remember exactly how I, I guess we started. You used. I started with, I had some spells to begin with, right? Yeah, I used Mage Hand. Right, so I used Mage Hand to uh, pick up a phalange (laughs) and unlock my cage. Right. And then I let James out, or Graydon Dreadsworth. I didn't really know who he was, because we woke up and we're we're groggy, so. Yeah. I didn't have any memory of. Can't really remember how you got there. Right, and but, I we it's so we still don't really know how we got there, but we're picking up pieces occasionally. Right, when right. It's just the two of us playing that night. Yeah, about what happened before we got to the uh, Morax dungeon. Yeah, yeah. So, and then uh, the other guy was like, "Hey, let me out," <laughs> you know. So, yeah. I think I did a uh, what was a perception check or some. You know, I I'm like, is this guy trustworthy? Yeah. He wasn't, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it took us a while to get to that point. Um, so we let him out, and what do we do? We I can't remember how we got the ghouls into the room, but they came back into the room. And well, I think they saw we you lit guys one on like, fire out using of the cage. some, some yeah. oily rags. I think, yeah, and some uh, magic fireball. I don't remember. And exactly. Graydon pushed one of them off off the bridge, off, yeah. and then we did what we we. Went through into the next. Went, went down a corridor. Yeah, you went. To, you went. You left the room. Kind of found this corridor, and there were two pathways. And you decided to go down the pathway to the right, which immediately collapsed, and you found yourself in sort of a pu- like a puzzle dungeon. That's right. And the first puzzle room that you landed in uh, was <laughs> it looked this like, was it like had this been was like sprung. an hour and a half of math after this, and I was <laughs> I just kind of sat and waited, waited for James to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So you make your way through the puzzle dungeon and then and then get out and uh, camp for the night. And you got you have a buddy with you at this point. His yeah. name is Joseph Gordon Diehard. That's right, JD JGD. Yeah, he's he's a barbarian. He kind he was of, pretty awesome. I he, mean, yeah, he's, a, he's your your general sort of like he was great um, to put in the front. Yeah, he was he was a barbarian. He was an NPC. Yeah, and he was a barb, and he just sort of was like a warrior dude, and he was like, oh, I'll do it. Yeah, and right. he, he kind of sounded like a surfer guy a little yeah, bit. Kind of a surfer dude. I don't know why. Um, so I'll read you. I, you know, I'm looking at this. You know, my journal here, and I'll, I'll read you this 
uh, peace right after you guys uh, had exited the dungeon and, and taken a long rest. But it says, uh, Alexandretta, Graydon, and Joseph Gordon rise with the sun after a restless night of sleep. Sleep was easy to find when it wasn't your turn to keep watch. However, the brisk morning air left them longing for more rest. To the northwest, a well-worn cobbled road makes its way towards the small village of Asland. To the southeast, tucked into steep sides of the Cragmore Mountains, is what appears to be a stone fortress. The fortress appears uh, ominous even in the morning light, made completely of an unrecognizable black rock. The air is cool as our heroes pack up their belongings. It carries a hint of salt as the breeze from the Ragnar Sea brushes up against the mountains behind. Ragnar Sea. Joseph Gordon pulls out a small vial of purple liquid and <laughs> downs it, uh, then asks, what shall we do? So I think I, I wanted you guys to kind of think that if at any point in time we I, I handed off DMing or GMing responsibilities, that Joseph Gordon would be my character because I, I, I take Nexium every morning for heartburn. Yeah. And I don't think I could be wrong. Can you tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you'd figured out his arc yet no he was it may not be over i don't know but i just to this point like i think he was just sort of an npc that ended up sticking around for a while well no and it worked in into a a better story i didn't tell you i didn't tell you guys that but yeah i originally planned for him to be that he was the old the big bad um which i kind of planned that for a while but i think you even like you did a perception check on him at first i did yeah and, and I rolled high. Yeah, and I made it like a 25, so it was like almost like, impossible. Mm. The difficulty class was almost impossible to tell whether or not. So the it's made of black rock that... So I don't remember what we had. This was the first encounter, and I don't remember what I brought, but I found it immediately rewarding and uh, fun and easy, thanks to, thanks to Hanker Infernail, really, to... Go find some uh, some free styrofoam, yeah, and slice it up into interesting shapes, awesome shapes, and paint it, yeah. And it's really surprising what sort of cool, especially dungeon terrain, you can get that way. Uh, and then black magic craft, I would say, is the is the sort of the next level of that, and that's where. Uh, so we're sitting here, and we got we got our boat. Yeah, over here, which yeah. I made our, our Viking longship. Yeah, that's awesome. And our uh, that is the end of the three-eyed cat. Uh, but both of those are really similar to what Black Magic Craft would do. Um, and his stuff is just his stuff is like next level. It's super clean. It's all. I mean, he, he I eyeballs it a lot, but it's the the lines are are clean. It's it's mathematically symmetrical. Um, but you've all minor you, minor lived in and dirty and, and look like uh, they look great. They look like they look. Re- I think they look really cool. They look cool, and, and, but and it's like there's some worldliness to them that yeah, you know. But you've always, I think you've always had uh, that a artistic. Bit of crafting, yeah, you're yeah, just good ability. at that. You're, you've always been good at that. So this is just kind of applying it in a different way. So back to your back to your tower. Yeah. So uh, you, you have uh, the keep. You know this giant tower that's kind of in the background, and then. Um, uh, you guys, I think at that point, decided to kind of go check it out to see if you could get in there, but you couldn't get in. And then you t- decided to, to take the road to Asland. And, and as I'm riding Asland, I'm just making... <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's, a, it's a mockery of uh, the town that the three of us grew up in, Ashland. 
and uh, not we're not completely making fun of it, but just borrowing places that exist there that we're familiar with or that we used to frequent. And uh, so you're 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 building your own world. So yeah, you put what you want into it. Yeah, exactly. So, but on the way there, um, you find. Uh, <laughs> It, what what comes up so often in Dungeons and Dragons is a, a merchant's cart that's being raided or overturned, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I don't even remember this one. Yeah. It's, it's funny that 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 has happened yeah. on more than one occasion already. Yeah, uh, and this has been about six months, right? Yeah, yeah. And at that point, I think you um, you you guys find uh, your friends. You find. Uh, Heidi, as uh, so we're now into campaign two. Yeah, or, yeah. Or encounter two. Yeah, yeah. So you find Heidi and Zach yeah, as yeah. You find Zoran and Zoran. Yeah, Olga and Zoran. Uh, Zoran being the tiefling bard and uh, Olga, the uh, half orc rogue. He's very jaunty. Yeah, very super jaunty. She's good at um, uh, being uh, stealthy. Yeah, yeah. And, and bad at gambling. <laughs> Or good at gambling, however you want to put it. Yeah. Um, and then you find out, like, as you guys battle some goblins and um, find... Uh, Olga finds this little piece of a medallion and pockets that without you guys knowing. And then they sold it. Yeah, yeah. When we got back to town. Um, and you find out that they had been um, asked to do that. Because that's when to... we got back to town and we ended up spending, like, an hour in town. Right. And you're like, okay, yeah. I, I had some campaign stuff to do, but yeah. if you just want to hang out, that's cool, too. Yeah. And you and you find out a little bit of, you know, this is where you guys start to make up a little bit of your backstories, and you find out that um, Graydon has a, an orb named Blinky that follows him around. It has a that's kind right. of a, he's got kind of a Cockney accent. And he does. He, and he... He found him at the, t- the tower. Surprisingly, cocky, the, cocky yeah, accent. the the tower of infinite sorrow, um, and you guys head into town, and you find that Aslan is this uh, once great town, but it it looks kind of run down at this point, and um, there's only, I mean, there's not much of it. Yeah, that yeah. we know of. Yeah, so your your first introduction to this, I, I you know, four or five little buildings. <laughs> writing this is, yeah, as the road crests and begins to descend towards the village of Aslan, you begin to see remnants of what used to be a beautiful town. As you pass the wooden gates, not many of the residents make eye contact. The road becomes more mud than stone. Many of the structures are crumbling. However, you occasionally see eyes peering from broken windows. Um, the center of town seems to have more activity than you would expect. This is the last town before reaching the Ragnar coast, and travelers seem uh, to keep this part of town in business. Uh, a small uh, block of shops are well-kept at the center of town. There's a large wooden notice board on the opposite side of the road leading in. So this is where you find the, the places that you visit the most. You find uh, Prancing Pirates Circular Confections. That's right. I can never remember the name of any of these Yeah, places. so that's, a, that's kind of a take on Jolly Pirates from Ashland. It's one of our donut shops that we like to go to. Um, Heart and Hills Pantry, mm-hmm. Rosie's Dice Hall, Hearts, and Cheese and Pork. Hearts and Hills, when we were kids, were the place to go for He-Man. Yeah, that was where you get your, your He-Man toys and mm-hmm. play Golden Axe a little bit if yeah, you wanted to. That's right. Um, smelled like popcorn at Hills. It always, yeah, po- Hills always like smelled like pr- popcorn. Proto Target. Yeah. I remember the last thing I got at Hills, strangely, was a, a Boglin. Do you know what a Boglin is? <laughs> yeah. You remember those? Yeah. Does anyone out there remember what a Boglin is? Uh, yeah, they're the bo- that's that's a thing. Yeah. Just, just like people collect... Masters of the Universe, yeah. people collect Boglins. Yeah, Google bo- Boglins. There's a great Boglin commercial out there. Um, oh, yeah. 
There's some. I mean, the Hills Christmas commercial every year was like a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, you also find Rowdy Roddy's instrumentation. That's right, um, and uh, Armaments, I believe. And ar- doesn't, well, doesn't he has also... that in the back. Yeah, he didn't want to reveal. Yeah, it was sort of like on the DL. Yeah, he, had a, he had. He also sold weapons. Yeah, out he's of got them in the back. <laughs> I guess you really wouldn't want to, you know. Oh yeah, he just you know he's he's got a history there, and then the Knights Inn, which is an actual that's, that's the actual name of a hotel, and it's actually a castle. Yeah, it's kind of it castle has, shaped like, parapets all around it. Yeah, and before I could read, and or, it's, it's terribly sketchy at, at the beginning, or like right at the beginning of when I was starting to be able to read as Can a kid, get- I thought uh, I thought that was Kings Island, so I thought all <laughs> the commercials for Kings Island in Cincinnati oh, wow. was actually just right up the road. What thought, a oh. uh, what a disappointing Kings Island. What a, what a it really disappointing, was. Uh, yeah, it's just place that would be. It's a hotel in Nashville. <laughs> Never stayed it's there, a motel. so I can't. It's a motel for sure. It's, is that a step down from a hotel? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I haven't. I haven't stayed there myself, so I, it may be. Well, not, neither have I. I've, I've seen it on nice the road place. many times. Yeah. Um, it's not a nice place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, your friends get in town, and they immediately visit a gentleman named. We don't really know that they're our friends. We don't really know well, that we yeah. can trust them. Yeah. Because we just met them on the road. You yeah. say they're my, our friends. Yeah. But well, you're, you're traveling companions. Traveling at this companions point. at this point. But yeah. Um, we were. We were wa- I'm still wary. Yeah. We were quite wary. Yeah. Um, but. Because so, so, when we first came upon them, they were arguing with some goblins. Right. Over a cart. Yeah. And I was like, who do you want to fight here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm glad we chose the goblins. <laughs> Because they would have killed us, but you know, like, you know, we yeah. could have. We, I could've wasn't sure. Instead, could have fought them instead. Yeah, yeah. They could have been. They could have been like a one night stand with our friends uh, Heidi and Zach. Well, we would have died. Roll for new characters. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they go and secretly sell the amulet piece, the medallion piece that they find, uh, to a gentleman named. That's right. They're being all sneaky about Ed- it. Eddard Van Eisel Lansing. Which L- luckily the Lupin has. Large ears. Yeah, yeah. So he kind of heard, overheard what was going on. That was happening, and you guys never. I was hoping you'd put together that his initials spelled evil. I don't know <laughs> that that ever happened. No, we would. Yeah, no, that's yeah. that's uh, too subtle for us to catch. I right, think. right. So he gives. Good job, though. He, he gives them. I think he gives them some gold, if I remember correctly, and he also gives them uh, a book called the Tome of Spectral Beings. I don't remember this. That's, yeah, that's fancy. which which. Uh, uh, Zoran would later use to identify, um, but I think the main, you know, <laughs> Rosie is is all Rosie's is a place that we right. used to go and get great cheeseburgers and tater tots and occasionally play tater music tots. in. It's the place you go to get tater tots. Yeah. That's all you really need to know. Yeah, and uh, just like the Rosies in, uh, I guess technically Ashland, Kentucky. Cheese. Yeah. Rosie's is a cheese. Uh, there, were, there were always, we'd, we'd go there at midnight and there'd be 30 cars outside but two people right. inside. So we always thought that there was a secret gambling. Both of them hobos. Like a gambling hall underneath the building or something like that. Yeah. So that's where that inspiration came from. That there was, there gambling was a, in the back. Yeah. Like there's some kind of gambling going on. But in, in this in this case. Which Olga is all about. Yeah. Yeah. In, the, in, our, in our D&D world, uh, Rosie was very uh, upfront about her, about her gambling hall. Um, and in this case, there were lots of. Horse- oh, would you like a game? Yeah. <laughs> would you like? She's she's Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, she kind of has a Mrs. Doubtfire accent. So, uh, I think the main piece here is the is that notice board, um, which, right? Which is I think where I went first. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm gonna go gamble. I'm gonna get some cheese. I'm gonna go in the uh, inn and sniff around and have a beer, and then I went straight for the uh, 
whatever the to notice the, board. Yeah, yeah. Which all the things off for for me was uh, I'm trying to figure out. Okay, how do I create yeah, encounters. Uh, some encounters and some having to manufacture quests for them, these really. guys uh, that are that is an easy you know sinking point. So I chose the message board, which is just completely borrowed from Witcher Three and probably Witcher Two and One. I, probably I, I lots, played those. lots of other games and lots of other sure. games too. But yeah, so you go up to this notice board and there's all these um, soundtrack for Witcher Three, which we played early on. Yeah. Before we started doing this and having to do free stuff, uh, free pi- pi- pirate songs. But before, we did that quite a bit, and that is a fabulous soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. So uh, after you go up there, you, you got you uh, your character finds a note that says, there's some missing children. It says, Dear citizens, I weep as I write these words. My children have gone missing, and I fear the worst. You know I'm a poor carpenter, but if you can provide information on their location, I will reward you with what little I have. Uh, see me at my workshop at the northwest end of town, Dane. So then you guys decide to do what? Do we? Well, we pulled them all. We pulled three or four. Uh, oh yeah, you pulled notices. all of the notes, right? And the I don't remember which one we did first, but I'm guessing that's where you're leading me. So, um, yeah. So we, after much milling around, <laughs> yeah. in town, yeah, <laughs> like much more than you expected. We did. We we went to see Dane on the outskirts of town. Yeah. I mean, it's a loose town, so... It is, yeah. It's pretty far out there, I guess, outskirts. Yeah. So, I, you know, i just written down that um, Olga played a bunch of dice at Rosie's Dice Hall. Um, and Zoran, actually, I, that's a, this is an important piece. He went to Rowdy Roddy's and, and was looking at all the instrumentation there. and he bought actually a, bought a flute. He did. Bought a flute. Uh, and when he played it the first time, uh, a bunch of little, there, little yeah. rats showed up. Yeah. And then when he stopped playing it, they immediately disappeared. That's right. Kind of ran away. Yeah. Uh, the Lupin was in the in the in the uh, tavern. Yeah, and uh, at the time, Graydon was over in the, and he was he was talking to some of the some of the patrons there about uh, Harry Wonderclaws in the Tower of Infinite Sorrow. <laughs> I don't know who Harry. Wonderclaws and, uh, yeah, is. honestly, we're gonna have to go back and ask him what <laughs> who. I wrote down Harry Wonderclaws, but I'm not really sure, sure who, who that Harry is. Wonderclaws is. Could be a uh, pseudonym for that other guy with the. Uh, the, the werewolf guy. Yeah. I don't know. I'm we'll find a, out. Yeah. Um, yes. So, so, yeah, so then you decided to go... I'm like, all right, I got these things. What do you want to do? Yeah. And we decided to go uh, find Dane, who had signed that note about the missing children. Yeah. This is, I'm, I'm getting depressed now. Yeah. Like, I know this where is this is going. This, yeah, this is like, a, yeah. dark. I don't know. Yeah. I, so, I, we, so we go to find Dane, and we get to... I think it's, like, just about dusk, maybe, maybe just after. I'm not sure. Right. And he's got a house that I, you know, in my mind, it's one of those sort of like older farmhouses that you see when you drive down the highway and they're off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, They're sort of like off in a field somewhere and now they're sort of decrepit. There's usually a big tree beside it and it's all like, it's probably white and whitewashed and beautiful once, but now it's like gray and and has like dormer window in the front, you know, like that's, so that's what I'm picturing in my head. Anyway, so we get to Dane's house and... I, did we see the his wife through the window? Is that what yeah, we saw? Yeah, he was outside. Uh, or was kind he of, up on top of the ha- up, up, he, up in the window? I don't, I don't He know. was outside chopping wood. Okay. And uh, you right. guys approach him, but you could kind of see... he's sort of a uh, carpenter, wood chopper kind of dude, right? Yeah, you could kind of see his, his wife kind of... In the window? Cre- like kind of looking at you guys and wondering why yeah, lady you're here. But you're holding the note, and, and you're, uh, you eventually uh, find out why she was... Um, I don't know, creeped out by you guys. So he or... offers us a reward of 
building us something? What would it, I didn't get anything from this <laughs> encounter? What were we supposed to get? Um, scoochers. Uh, you uh, you didn't. The scoochers weren't. Uh, this that the scoochers was, was the next. Yeah, that was the next. next okay. <laughs> scoochers, which are great. Which are, which are basically longboard, like yeah. longboard skateboards. Yeah. Um. So you find out that um the uh the you intimidate you intimidate his wife and find out that that was the children's stepmother that's right and and a uh, man had come to to had stood at the edge of the clearing in front of the house in the middle of the night and had spoken to her and said I'll give you money if you bring me the children or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously? Yeah, I don't know where... What I, sort of horrible world did we... <laughs> where in your mind did this come from? It was winter. That's all I know. So... I was, like, I was inside a bunch. <laughs> so, uh... So you ha- make... How did we end up in the swamp? Um, so you made a... <laughs> you, you made a deal with uh, Dane to find Dane Jr. and That's Con- right. Connie. And he said he would take care of the wife. Yeah, yeah, he would... <laughs> like, you tell him what ha- Like, that... What hey, happened? guess That's what? Right. Your wife sold, the sold children. your children to help support your family. That's right. Because... Oh, help support you. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. And, uh... And sold them, sold them to someone in the woods, uh, just at the on the other side of this bridge that kind of leads over into the swamp. Um, so off to the swamps we go. Yeah, so you, you go on a swamp mission. <laughs> Is that I don't know. Sure, swamp encounter. Yeah. Long story short, it's a hag. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know who the guy was. I think he's just. I I don't think I could be wrong. I don't think that is. The, because we had JGD with us the whole time, this whole time. Yes, but the children have been missing for some time. The children have been missing. Yeah, yeah. but the I don't think the guy that sold I in my mind, the guy that sold the the guy that bought the children Mm -hmm. and gave them to the hag Mm -hmm. was not the hag, nor was it JGD. I think it was the same guy that bought the. Um, piece of medallion uh, medallion yeah i think it's the Eddard, same guy Eddard. he's just sort of a guy that like i don't remember i think i think he's he's dead now he's dead now yeah spoiler alert but yeah. uh i think he was just sort of a go-between for like evildoers like, he, w- he just sort of yeah. like networked the bad guys yeah but so we go to the swamp and we find out that it's a hag and she has i don't remember how we found the hag's nest or her you, you, uh, uh, kitchen actually dane, dane told you that um, there had the, been the children, the children's favorite song, and which I just you know picked a nursery rhyme. I can't remember like, which one it was. There's a hag down by the sea. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it was "Hag Down by the Sea," which we all know. <laughs> and if you want to sing it now, That's, I love Slave we can Rats pause. rendition of yes. "Hag Down by the Sea." <laughs> yes, it's very so uh, I, then I made you guys all sing <laughs> sing the song. Okay, uh, whatever it was, I can't remember. I don't know. And a little blue light, That's that right. kind of a go- get, like ghostly a shape, blue. showed up. Don't follow the light, Frodo. Yeah. One of those little And it got it guided you through the swamp. Um, and right. you, you find this house that's in this it's built in it's up, a tree house, up right? in a huge yeah. old tree, this monstrous tree without any leaves, and you you see smoke coming out of uh, out of the house, like through the chimney. And um, and then you get attacked by zombie children, <laughs> which were they zombie children? No, yeah. there were zombies, and then there were children. Or I can't no, remember they were, exactly. They were all chi- they were child zombies. Because we tried to. See- oh, that's right. All yeah. the like the, the all of the uh, decomposed chil- children corpuses cor- yeah, corpses corpse. yeah. uh, came up from the swamp and tried to 
yeah. Yeah. That I guess she had just chucked over the side of her. Yeah, you guys called to the hag, and she came out, and you see Connie right beside her. Which is scary to me, because at the same time I was watching that WebDM Razzle Sin campaign that Mm -hmm. that went on for like a year and a half, and it was a, a coven of hags, and they never actually, like, sort of saw, they never killed the hag, like, they never actually, it was just sort of a dead end, but... Um, I guess where there's one hag, there there can tempo- typically be multiple eight. Yeah, uh, and that could be really scary and so you guys powerful. Yeah, you guys call up to her and kind of argue with her for a little bit, and then she she raises both of her hands in the air, and all of a sudden these zombie children raise up out of That's the right. swamp, and you guys fought them. Yeah, we did in the swamp, and we defeated yeah. them. Yeah, we defeated them. Yeah, and, and then, then we and then uh, Connie. Connie is the little you, you girl. Guys, yeah, you guys. You guys call back up to the hag and, you know, are yelling curses at her. I don't know what you're doing. And then Connie kind of pushes the hag out That's of the right. treehouse and uh, she lands on the ground. And then you guys uh, fight the uh, hag. Yeah. And, just, and we like, defeated her, so we think. Yeah. Yeah. You defeated her. Um, and uh, you uh, climb up to Connie and you find another piece of the same type of medallion and some healing potions. Con- and Connie's brother is dead. Yeah. Yeah. And at that point, I think that's when you guys kind of assumed that the little blue light was probably the, the her brother. brother. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. Then you're standing. You're you're kind of standing there with Connie, and the blue light, you know, comes back and and starts to guide you back out of the swamp. Um, starts to. Yeah. And <laughs> along the way, that, then that was kind of the end of that one. And this is where things get really dark. Yeah. Then it gets, <laughs> then it gets even more awful. Um, I it, honestly, I didn't pick. I think you guys would pick this quest to do first. Like, if I'm go back, what was it? Was there like a, it was like a watcher or something? I don't even remember. There were like two or three things, right? There was like a like a big spider and a giant scorpion. Yeah, and I don't remember. There yeah. were like three different creatures that came out of the mire. And, all I, and one I, time. yeah, and we completely forgot to mention, like on the bridge, you ended up fighting some giant spiders. Yeah, we uh, did. That's from, right. And I, those were we, from, we dispatched those pretty quick. Yeah, those were from printable heroes. Those little spiders. So then um, we're in the swamp, and now we're fighting these three th- creatures, and Connie somehow ends up in the swamp. I'm doing everything I can. Like, I'm fighting the things, but I'm also trying to, like, mage hand or pull her up. Mage hand is weak, and anyway, so Connie's dead. Connie drowns. She drowns, Actually, yeah. that was Olga's fault. I don't remember exactly how, but, <laughs> like, she made some decision, like, no, we do this. I'm like, okay, well, then we'll give up. I don't yeah, remember. yeah. I don't remember exactly, but I mean, I blamed it on her. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it's Olga's fault. No. Um, so then you go back to Dane's house and, and you find, do you remember what you find? Um, um, uh, uh, I don't, but I will read it. <laughs> Dane's house, dinner table is set, both lying on the floor, vomit on the floor. Dane gripping a key. Yeah. Tight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so those are, those are just my notes, but. Wooden box secured to the house yeah yeah so sword and tome of spectral beings i don't remember any of that yeah so um, i do remember them being being uh no longer on this plane but i don't remember yeah i'd I'd written in case in case for some reason that they decided not to give the medallion that they you would find the tome of spectral beings there but since they gave the the medallion piece to edward van 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 isel helsing right that it would be there just in case i think that's a lot of the things like well, I know that this is integral. Uh, I just got attacked by a cat. That scared me. Yeah, she'll do that. <laughs> she, she does that. Um, so you, you you find that they had both that Dane had poisoned them both in his grief, 
uh, he assumed that since they'd been sold to the hag that they're they were not going to come back. Didn't we assume that somehow Morak had done this? I think you did, but... Or there was some sort of, like, leaning or maybe, like, an undercurrent of there's something else working here besides, like, simple... Yeah. Like... Yeah. Grief, suicide type situation. Yeah. And you find... So, Dane, it being a skilled carpenter, had kind of built this little and then safe... We, and then we stole his house. Yeah. And you... And, and that's and when... his house. Yeah. And that's when um, Zorin decided he would open Velasco up... Estates. Yeah, Velasco Estates, which is his... Uh, <laughs> so, so, see... <laughs> Uh, the DM gives you lemons, and yeah. you make lemonade. Yeah, he said, you know, we got this empty house now. Let's just put Let's it on the market. Put it on the market. <laughs> and, and make Sell some cash from it. So he, I can't Actually, remember. we kept that one to, to that, that's our, our place for a while. Yeah. Like, I think that's our sort of, if we had a home base. Yeah, those we were your home base. And, uh, and he finds the So Dane Lucky Blade, <laughs> which is that's right. the, the gambler. Which coming handy sense. Gambler's dagger, yeah. Um. And then that one, that one kind of ended. That was the end of that little quest there. Thanks for listening to Stormwatch Homebrew. We'll continue with the second half of the adventure so far in a future episode. Up next in episode four, we'll be back at the table with new friends, new characters, and new encounters. Until next time... Keep adventuring. <laughs>